Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I am so glad to be here with you today. I'm really, really excited about today's episode. I think you're going to love it as well. But first, our music in the background is from our good friend, Dave Barnes. If you have not checked out his new album, why not? Hurry up. Come on. And also, he is playing here in Nashville August 3rd, which is just next week. If you want to come to the show, there may still be some tickets left. He's playing at the Ryman. It's going to be awesome. I'll be there. You'll be there. It'll be super fun. So thanks to Dave for letting us use his music. And thanks also to our friends at Prep Dish that are sponsoring the show. I'll tell you more about them in just a few minutes. Speaking of music, there is an album that has been just a constant companion for me over the last few months. And it has been my dream to get the artist on the show with us. And apparently it's a lot of y'all's dreams because when we filled out the survey in May, a lot of you said that you wanted to hear Stephanie Gretzinger on the podcast. And so we got her today and it is such a great conversation. Stephanie Gretzinger is part of the Bethel Music world and part of Bethel and her newest album, Blackout, is the one that has just been a good friend to me. And so I got to sit down and chat with Stephanie and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So here's the conversation with Stephanie Gretzinger. Okay. Do you know the rules about my podcast, Stephanie? Let me tell you. Um, a little bit. I don't, I don't know the, all the rules probably. Okay. Well, the rule is of who my guests are is I, we either have to be friends potential friends yeah. in my heart Deal. that of people that I'm a super fan of. Deal. And so as, <laughs> and I feel like we're close enough because we share Corey Asbury. Yes, we do share Corey Because Asbury. he came on the show and I made him be my friend afterwards. Yeah, he's, he's the dearest. So yeah, we're, we're already friends, I feel. Listen, he's so funny. I like. He's so funny. He's so funny. I, did you see his 4th of July Insta stories? Because uh, did you see that he drove with his daughter without a seatbelt? Oh, no, I didn't. And the internet, internet. No. oh my gosh, the oh. internet exploded. Everyone got worked up. And so then I, and I thought when I saw it, I thought, what is he doing? Does he not know. know what the this internet guy. does to people like this? this and it was like guy. just driving in his neighborhood. Like it was not a thing, right? It was like going down the street in his neighborhood to take food or something. And so then he had to do like a whole like screen they of like you, everyone. Listen, the internet gets you, don't they? <laughs> I knew it. I know. And he, he brother bear, man, you know? You just got to watch the what you share on the web. Right, for sure. Okay, tell me why. Did you do Stephanie Dawn because your last name is hard to spell? It's just, I, I think, I sue. I don't know. I love my middle name. <laughs> it just felt right. I love my middle name. It's like, it's a really powerful middle name and Gretzinger is long. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I tell, me why, else. tell me why you love your middle name. <laughs> um, You know, I love it because it always feels like a, Stephanie means crowned one. It means royalty. And Dawn is, you know, first first light of day. It just, it feels like, I don't know, it's always felt like a strong name to me. My parents named me very intentionally. And, you know, my husband's name means crowned one. It just kind of feels <gasps> What? Right. You and your husband's name yeah. mean the same yeah, thing? His, his name is Stephen. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's just cool, man. It just There's something, there's something about it. It just, there's so much in a name, you know? And yeah. so it's really powerful to me. And even like, lyrics in my songs like that's been a prophecy over my life forever mm-hmm. like that I ride the dawn this is like there's new beginnings happening everywhere yeah okay listen there's just so many things we get to talk about Stephanie I'm so excited okay so I'm single and so one of the things I love to have my friends tell on the show is how they met their significant other oh my stars you know what this is <laughs> this is gonna sound like I'm maybe over spiritualizing it but this no, is exactly so how we met it. I am not kidding you I was dating another guy who is actually a really dear friend from Nashville. Great guy. Um, you know, we were like, let's try this out. We're, we're besties. Wait, do you live in Nashville? No, I don't. I do not currently live in Nashville. I was Nashville. about to be like, are, should we be sitting at the same table? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but I, if I was there, absolutely. Um, For sure. Yep. So we, um, I was dating another guy. I was in school of ministry. And I started here in Reading. And I started getting these crazy words, like these crazy prophetic words and prayers for a guy named Stephen. But now that's not completely abnormal in the sense that I often feel like the Lord's putting someone on my heart and whether I meet them or not, I kind of pray till you know, as we would say in church, till the burden lifts. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. Hallelujah. (laughs) So I, you know, it was one of those kind of things. And I would even tell, I would even tell Blake about it. I'd be like, you just, you've, 
you got to hear like what the Lord said about Stephen. I don't know who this guy is, but yeah. he like Jesus loves him. And so it was kind of wild. So this went on for quite a while. And I, um, and the Lord just told me, stand with Stephen no matter what. And I didn't know what that meant. I thought, well, either I'll meet him or it'll just pass. And sure enough, yeah. one of my roommates comes home one day and starts telling this story and talking about a Stephen. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that this is that's him, you know, because we meet Stevens all the time. There's Stevens everywhere in school ministry. And did you go like, this is him, like my husband, or this is the guy that the Lord's been talking no, to me about? Not even a little bit like my husband, not even a bit. It was like when when I realized who she was talking about, I was like, all oh, my stars, this guy, yes, he does need my prayers. This is not even a joke. I literally, there was no interest whatsoever. And so I, I was like, oh, I know one of his best friends. I'm going to, you know, share this with him. And um, he's like, no, I think you need to give him these words yourself. And I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm real careful about trying not to do the soul tie city thing. You know what I'm saying? Where you Thank just let you. go. Let me, I have a word for you. Let me lay hands on you and uh, release this. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. It was, it was not that moment, but he would, I would give him these words and he would just cry. And he's like, thank you. It means more than, you know, and I, I'm not even kidding. Like he, he moved back to Canada. My husband is Canadian. And he, like I said, just, you know, stay in touch. We, we literally had, never even hung out together. And I, he finally said to me, Hey, can I, can we like do dinner or something so I can tell you what your prayers have meant to me? Can we just do that? And at this point, you know, Blake and I weren't even dating anymore. It was like a mm-hmm. good friends that thought we'd try and it didn't work. So we're like, it's all right. Yeah. We're great. We're always going to be friends. But at this point, this is months later. And I'm like, okay, I'm a little creeped out by that. Cause my husband has like those husky, I see Jesus eyes. Yeah. They're, they're like, <laughs> I totally know what you mean. You know what I'm talking about. They're yes. like creepy and holy all at the same time. And I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm like, I don't want to look into those too long. Um, Cause he wasn't even my type physically. And I definitely wasn't his. It was like, we'd never dated anybody, anything like each other. Yeah. But point, point being that, you know, fast forward, cause it's a really long story, but he moved back home. He must've talked my ears off that night at dinner for like two hours. And I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know if this guy talked because he hardly said anything to me. And, um, he sure enough, man, I was like, this guy's a really deep well. There's a lot more to him than I even knew. And, um, mm-hmm. I said, just stay in touch. You know, when you leave, I, I just love to hear how your life is. And, and I, I'm going to tell you something right now, Annie, I heard from that brother in the Lord every day. Mm-mm. Every day he texted me, and and would and would send prayers for me. And this this cat had words of knowledge for my life. Like the Lord would tell him stuff. I'm like Jesus. I did not share that with him. Yeah. I did not. T- I did not share this. This is not a thing. And you know, months later, um, you know, throwing out fleece and he he. And are you starting to have feelings at this point? At this point, I'm going. This is weird. And and I'm not wanting to have feelings, but I'm starting to go, is oh, there more yeah. to it than I am wanting to think? You know, Because I yeah. had been engaged before and I wasn't looking to get all tangled in something that wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've been here through the heartache of that and said yes when there felt pressure or when I thought the Lord's will looked something like this. And then found, so I was like having plenty of conversations with the Lord about it. And anyways, it was real funny, but I'd say to the Lord, if this is, if this is, is the person you have for me, that I need you to tell him this. Mm. And that guy came back every time. And I'm not talking like, like vaguely. I'm talking about specifically what I had said to the Lord, came back and said, the Lord talked to me about this yesterday. Would say to me almost word for word what I had said to the Lord. <laughs> and you know, at that point, I'd been praying for him. I'm like, your life is not cake. And I don't really know if this is a good plan. Mm, right. <laughs> Because he had been through so much rough stuff, but this, but pure gold, he's pure gold was more, more grown up man than anybody I had ever met. I'm not kidding. Had built his own house, had run like running his own business was extremely responsible and did not say anything he didn't mean. Mm -hmm. So I knew when he spoke up that he meant it with his whole being, you know, it wasn't like a wishy-washy teenager thing. Right. Sure enough, man, he came to me and said, listen, I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to put pressure on you, but I feel like you're the one for me. And I <gasps> Bull, y'all didn't, he, he didn't even start with oh, like dating. He just went with even like, take <gasps> me on a date. No. Holy cow. And this wasn't over the phone. Cause I did it. I did end up going to Canada to see a whole bunch of our friends that I had met in school, but they all bailed. All <gasps> oh, of our other friends bailed. Gosh. 
while I'm flying, this is not even, and I don't even know how that happens, but so it was beautiful. He had a, he had built a house and I'm like, none of your friends are here. I can't stay in your house. I'm not staying alone in your house with you. And so he moved into his parents' house and gave me his whole house for like a week. Oh my gosh. This, it's just bizarre. And, and it gave me all the space to do whatever. It was the most, I, I've never felt so respected in my whole life. He was yeah. so kind. And yeah. and he just looked at me one day out on the porch and just said, listen, <laughs> oh he made gosh. me a cup of tea just the way I like it and leaned into me and said, he said, except from the encounters I have had with the Lord himself, I have never had more peace than this, than I, than I feel when I'm with you. And he said, I know that it will be a lot to walk through because this is very fast if we do this, but I'm, I'm in for the ride if you are. And at that point, I'm dying laughing because yeah. I've had my, my parents, different people around were going, can we talk about this? Because let me tell you what we see. I'm going to tell you what, it just worked out. I just kept fighting it and it, it couldn't be fought any longer. He was just the best choice. And you know what? We've been through so much and I would never, I would never, ever take it back or choose anyone else. He is like, he's a king. This guy is a king. Yeah. So, yep. Share the same royalty. That's right. Our names mean the same thing. So how long have y'all been married? We're on our seventh year. Is that amazing? Oh, come on. That's a good year. Yeah, it's a good year. One of the things that my friends who listen to the show that we love to talk about is everybody wants to hear God, but a lot of people don't even know how and like don't know. It it just feels so outside the box a lot of times. And a lot of times for me, it's a lot simpler than it is difficult, meaning it's a lot more basic than it is like a booming voice. It's more like, oh, I... A word came to my mind when I was reading scripture this morning, and then I Googled yeah. it. And then, That's you know, right. like, so so when you talk about y'all hearing the Lord and you asking the Lord so specifically, and then him having those words, what does it sound like for you when you hear the Lord? You know what? It's different. I think he loves to keep us on our toes. I think yeah. it's he's, he's just so amazing that way. And when I think of him, I think about the way my dad used to turn everything into a game or a learning experience. And he would change it up like to keep our attention and do things. And I, I feel like the Lord does that with me. Like little things like I, your body, like, you know, your body will never lie to you. You know, your, your mind will talk right. you into something or you'll be taught something and you have to like shed the layers of things you've been taught about God. And, you know, or your, you know, your heart will deceive you because it wants something or it thinks it wants something, all these things, but your, your body will never lie to you. And I, I think, I think it comes down to our awareness because the more that I just lean in, I lean in and pay more attention to his character and his nature, then everything starts to line up. And I think, um, sometimes it's as simple as like a, a knowing, like a thought that passes through and then it starts being confirmed everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and like you said, like you hear a word and you're like, man, that I can't get away from it. Yes. I don't know what it means, but I can't get away from it. And then you read it and it like comes alive or, and sometimes it's as simple, like my ears, when the Lord's trying to get my attention, the tops of my ears will burn. <gasps> no way. Yeah. It's super, it's super fun because I get, and they'll get hotter and hotter. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you're, you're trying to tell me something. It's, you know, it's like, and my husband and I have those little things. We have the little, the gestures or the looks or the, the little things like I'll sneak up behind him and, you know, grab his hand a certain way. And that's when he, he knows what I'm saying. It's like the Holy Spirit does that with me. And I think he does that with all of us. I think it's all about what we're most conscious of and what we're most aware of. You know, it takes training to like, to tune our ears to the sound of his voice, you know? And I think once we realize that he's kind and he's fatherly and he's friendly and he's, he fights on our behalf. Then we start to, when, when we change, when the tone leaves, like what people and experience has told us about him and we just go back to who he actually is and we return. It's, it's amazing how simple it gets. Very simple. That's right. And I just think that uh, you said a really interesting thing that I hope people listen to that I'm listening to you say too, of going like, it is our choice whether we notice the little things that he is saying to That's us. That's right. That's right. And for me, three out of five times, I could be wrong, you know, but I'm going, I, why do I keep seeing butterflies everywhere? Maybe that matters. Note to myself. Or I had a dream last week and I don't have very many dreams from God, but I've had a couple lately that keep sticking with me. And I don't know. And in the dream, the person said to me, I'll tell you in two weeks. And I was like, wow, okay. So I woke up and yeah. I wrote it in my journal. And then even this morning when I was feeling anxious about the situation, I went, oh, 
Well, in my dream, that person told me to wait two weeks and it's only been seven days. You know, and so yes. what will happen next week? I have no idea. Maybe nothing. Yeah. But I'm I'm testing it. Yes. And the and the thing is, it could be it could be something that, that passes your eyesight. It, it, it's it's yep. not even yep. there's more going on than we know. And I think, you know, I mean, call me Pocahontas, but I I think of <laughs> all the colors of the wind here. And Thank I'm you. like, you know, for, for me, it's like there is no such thing as over spiritualizing things. I think we can take ourselves Girl, too I'm seriously. So with you. And we can pretend, we can be too self-righteous or too self-important, but I don't think anything is overly spiritual. I think it was always meant to be connected. Yes. And I think that we've, we've learned to compartmentalize, to survive what yeah. we've like our experience of life and people. But I think the more we return to our original design, like that back to the garden space where God walked with men, where we were one, we were made in his image and we trust that. We trust that he's good and we were made in his image. So we're good. And people are ultimately inherently good unless they choose something else. It's amazing how we, it's amazing how we hear. And we start to trust those simple knowings instead of these like dramatic things all the time, you know? And it's just way more fun because then it just gives it's me way this. Fun. It's way more fun. Cause then you go, I think that God is trying to show me something in these nine things that keep showing up. And, and it, like, even with that dream, whether it means what I think it means, what it could mean or not, it has given me peace today. Yes. Right. Yes. And so either way, God's using it to bring peace and to remind me to stay right in my, the thing the Lord and I say back and forth all the time is stay right in your shoes. Yeah. That's like it. just stay right in your shoes, stay right where line. you are today. Yeah. Line. You don't have to worry about anything else. Just stay right here. Um, Stephanie, do you know your Enneagram number? I am a one, my friend. One. Okay. I'm a one. I'm a hardworking one. A hardworking to be self-aware and kind to myself. One, yeah, my husband I was about is to eight. Say. Oh, husband okay. Eight. Oh, yeah. I told you we've been through a lot. We're yes. a power-packed duo. Yes, you are. That's so interesting that you hear so creatively from the Lord as a one, though. Yeah, that's so yeah. beautiful. I it's love wild. that. It's wild, but that's you know that's the beauty of being able to access the other numbers, not only in dysfunction, but. You know, the more you grow, the more you aware you are. I can t- I can tap into my four. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's so right. it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. That's right. So, do you think everybody can hear the Lord? I, absolutely. I think everybody does hear the Lord. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't even think it's a thing that later on you can start hearing him. I think everyone hears him right now. I think he's always speaking to our spirits. I think it, it is all about what we're most aware of. Yeah, I am with you. Tell me about your, if you don't mind. Tell me about your like personal prayer life and what is it before you write the music before you get on the internet before you expose the rest of us to the beauty that you create which we are going there because I like yeah we're going to talk about blackout in just a minute because I'm so obsessed you can't know you cannot know how obsessed I am with that album so Um, glad you love it oh beyond Uh, yeah so but before you make blackout what are you doing what does it look like when you pray what does it look like when you read scripture? How do you become the woman that creates blackout? You know, oh, man. Because it's all about what's in secret, right? It, oh, it totally is. It absolutely is. I mean, you know, to be honest, I'm a pastor's kid. I love, I have loved the church my entire life. I love, I have loved the Lord my entire life. Love Him more all the time. I think I love my family. My parents are some of my greatest heroes. We've learned so much as a family. Do they live in California as well? No, they live in Ohio. They okay. still live in Ohio. We hope to live together again in the same place. Uh, but they're so beautiful and so faithful. And um, anyways, have taught me. I, I genuinely fell in love with Jesus watching them, which I know is not everyone's story. And that is such a gift. And they believe in that, you know, their ceiling is my floor and, and that I, I take what they've taught me and and chase it down even further. And then they learn from me again. And it's like never this never ending circle of family where we just... Oh, it's beautiful. But anyways, I am, um, my prayer life has changed in different seasons. When I was younger, I remember like I'd, I w- I'd close my door and spend hours alone with the Lord. And I'd flap, you know, smack my face in my Bible sometimes hoping to absorb more than I could even read in those in that time. And I cry out to the Lord and then leave room to listen. And, you know, all, all the, the things that have been, you know, stereotypical that I thought were required of me. And, and it's beautiful. I mean, yes, do that. When you have those seasons, absolutely do that. But I think I'd put so much pressure on myself that it had to look a certain way. And then I went to school and then I got married and then I had a kid and every 
season has been like, I don't have eight hours to be alone with the Lord anymore. Right, right. And I think in these later years, like my prayer life now looks like an open conversation and not just a closed door. Mm, That's good. It looks like the conversation never stops. It, It looks like the more I walk with him, the longer I have gotten to know the Lord, I'm finding he is he really truly is closer than the mention of his name, that he is in my, in the very breath in my lungs, that he is, you know, in the massive church service where all of our voices are raised, but he's in the moment when I'm watering my plants and I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'm keeping this thing alive and it's bringing oxygen to my house. When, when my baby girl, when we're reading from her Jesus storybook Bible, when we're dancing, there's nothing is greater or less. And so I'm finding like, my value is not in my power, but in my in my position. It's not in my push. It's not in like the which is hard the, for a one, right? It's oh, can I tell you? Yeah, oh, <laughs> no, I don't I even. Know. I can't even go down that road. But the beauty of it is that I am. I just I found him in everything. I'm finding him in if if you seek him, you'll find him. And so it's just an open conversation. I talked to him about parking places, and and I've always done that since I was a little girl. But now the the self, I'm feeling like years of thousands of self-inflicted pressures that are falling off of me. And I'm finding that God is still exactly who he said he was and so much better than I knew. And, you know, even pressures that people without meaning to, they project convictions. I know how this is as a one, like it's super easy to project my conviction on someone else. And I'm like, no way. So I'm in this process of, um, it's a, it's an open conversation. My little girl hears me talk to out loud to the Lord all the time. We pray about everything. We just ask him and he answers. It's in different ways, but I just feel that's what it looks like for me. I mean, right now, I'm, it's more simple than it is complicated. And I think that's so sweet of you to remind people that different seasons are allowed to look different ways. That's right. Because the time I have right now versus the time you have right now when the day starts is significantly different. And I think uh, just about every morning when I, sit, when I sit down with the Lord, I think at some point... You better really appreciate how much time you have, sister, because no there will come a time yeah. when there are other humans in this house that That's need right. you to be more than just awake. <laughs> and all the world needs me at 6 a.m. is awake. And I get to sit there as long as I want. That's right. You got. We got to learn to stay connected in all of it. And the thing is, we're never, it's all about our awareness. We're always connected to God. We can't escape him. He's in right. every fiber of our beings, man. He's, oh, if you seek him with all of your heart, he'll be found by you. It's a promise, man. It's a promise, but it looks different all the seasons. So that's, it's so beautiful while you have this time, like you'll never get it back. Yeah. And, and instead of wishing for something else, being present in this moment, not trying to reach for some promised land, the promise is right here in this land, you know, yeah, there's yeah. so much for you right here. How old is your daughter? She is three and three quarters as she reminds us every day right now. It's <laughs> so sweet. She's very excited about oh turning four. She doesn't understand the distance of time between months yet, but she sure. is very, very excited about September. Well, I'll tell you, one of my favorite ages is when kids are th- go from three to four. Oh my goodness. They're like so funny in that window oh, of time. So funny. Everything amazes them. Everything. Everything. But they and they can talk they can say all the words we can say. But they and so they're communicating, but they don't know what they're saying half the time. Oh. And I think it's adorable. I, I'm telling you what. This kid blows our minds every day. I'm just going to interrupt this conversation with Stephanie real quick. Are y'all not having the best time? Isn't she awesome? And I want to tell you about some of my other friends that I adore as well. The people over at Prep Dish. You've heard me talk about them before. If you have listened to the show before, but Prep Dish is a great way to save time and be efficient in the kitchen. Eat healthy. You know me. I'm gluten-free, dairy-free. And so this is a great way to have those kind of meals that are real foods only. But you can also, if you eat dairy, if you eat gluten, if you eat all the things, they have that for you too. It's a stress-free, really tasty meals. And the owner, Allison, who I adore, is offering my friends, you guys, a free two-week trial of Prep Dish, which is awesome. You get to try it for free for two weeks. This is like a no-brainer. Just go to prepdish.com slash Annie. And if you ever need to use a code, just use my first name, A-N-N-I-E, in all caps, 
So PrepDish is like a meal planning service. So every week you get an email with a grocery list and a prep ahead instructions so that all of your meals are ready for the week. There's no guesswork needed. You can let PrepDish do all the planning for you. You don't even have to think about it, which is great for me because I'm just busy. It's not that I don't like cooking. I'm just busy and I have a crazy schedule and this is such a time saver for me. So after only like an hour, maybe a little bit more of prepping on the weekend, I have all my meals ready for the entire week. So um, make sure you go and try Prep Dish. I mean, why not try it for free for two weeks, right? PrepDish.com slash Annie and your first two weeks are free. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash Annie. What have you learned about God from having a three-year-old? I feel like I'm relearning everything watching her. Really? Because she's she's not she's not growing up with the amount of religion that either of us had either. She's like, and she's watching us make mistakes and then talk through them. And uh, you know, like we we've made it. Steve and I both really value like being able to being really vulnerable parents and letting yeah. her see the weakness and the strength. Obviously there are things you shield your children from, you know, of course, but letting her be in the process of all of it and uh, teaching her to express all of her emotions. And I think what I found watching her is like, you know, nobody tells a little one not to cry when they're upset. Yeah. Why would you ever do that? Right. You know, like, and I remember growing up when people would say, like, if, if I would get hurt or whatever, and this is not just not just parents. This is like people in general. It was, it was like, you're okay. You're a tough girl. You're okay. And I have been trying to undo that word curse on my life for, you know, 20 years. And God, and God is like, I didn't tell you you had to be okay. I didn't tell you you had to be okay. And I think it's changed my whole perspective, like the kindness of God, the, the fathering, his, you know, kindness and fathering and how he's not, he's not impatient with us in our growing pains. He's, He's, he's so kind. You know, I would never pick my daughter up when she falls and skins her knees. And I, like what I'm learning, I feel the Lord correcting me gently about his nature. Like I remember she fell a couple weeks ago on her and scratched up her knees. And my first instinct is like, and see, that's why we don't run is he's like, I did not ask you to correct her right now. Right. She needs your comfort, not your correction. She just fell. She knows why you asked her not to run on the concrete now. She doesn't need your correction. She needs your comfort. Yeah, she's got the pain from knowing what she did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those are the crucial moments that we have, like in parenting, that have changed the way I see the Lord. Because he's like, when I go to say something, you know, that I was, I just by default heard people do or I was taught to do, all of a sudden he's going, no, no, I didn't, I'm, I'm not doing that. You know, and so instead I just, cr- I just curl her up in my arms and I'm, t- I'm so sorry you're hurt. I mean, you cry as long as you need to, baby. And she looks at me and she goes, that's why we're not supposed to run on concrete. She got it herself. Wow. Sure. Yeah. And you're like, God, I'm just like this. <laughs> that's right. We may have a train oh, coming through. I was about to say a train. <laughs> Welcome to Redding, California, Welcome where we Redding, have trains. California. Yeah. You know, yes. Trains regularly. Really? Really? Who, Who knew? knew? Who knew things were still transported by rail? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So have y'all been in Reading the whole time you've been married? I mean, you're already there, right? You were there before y'all got married. Yeah. I, I've yeah. been here for like 10 years. He, okay. Um, we, when we got married in 2012, we, um, we did move away for a year and a half. I moved with him to Canada so we could just have a good old biblical year that was away. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, and we traveled from there a bit. Like I, that was the year I think Bethel Music actually started touring. And so we would we would go on the road with them from home every now and then. But no, I mean, I just, that was just us and the, all the newness and the wrestle of all the things. It was beautiful. It was yeah. like. Is Steven a musician as well? No, he's not. Thank God. <laughs> you don't need two of those in a house. <laughs> no, I, you know, a lot of people love that gear. I'm like, no. I, I dated musicians. I want this guy to do something about it and not write a song about it. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, there you I'm go. Really okay. Good. <laughs> I'm real good. I, oh, I love you it. Know, so we, we're a real good balance. And I just, you know, he, we're both really, really strong in our own ways. And so it's just been, it was kind of God. He, he was the best for me. There's no doubt. Yeah. I am a huge, my sister lives in Reading, by the way. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, my sister and her husband are with the YWAM base in Reading. Oh, they're cool. the directors, actually. They're the directors of the YWAM base in Reading. Yeah, that's and that awesome. cool. So they go to Bethel, but I bet a gazillion people go there. Oh, so you yes. would never. I mean, talk about Bill Johnson because I love oh, him. Good grief. What's not to say about right? sweet Papa Bill? You know, I think my favorite thing about Bill in, in these 10 years that I've been here, you know, they go through more than, you know, any of us will ever know. Yeah. Being in the position that we're in. And, and the longer I'm here and being a part of leadership, I, I do see more than some might. And I just have to say, like, his humility and his gentleness – even when he's worked up and fiery, that still comes across gently. I can't tell you. I've watched them invite people into the house, people that he doesn't even agree with all the time. But he's like, God is doing something in them, and to, and to ignore that would be foolishness. So we're going to invite them in, and we're going to teach you how to think with the Holy Spirit and what to believe or how to believe so that when you encounter things that you don't agree with or people that don't believe what you believe, you can sort through it with the Holy Spirit without making judgments and without falling into some like gnarly theology. I just really respect their, their appreciation for people in every circle. I've never seen it done the way that they've done it. It's kind of like a dynasty, man. The, yeah. the Johnson dynasty, it's kind of wild, for but real. God's just, he's in it here. Yeah, that's the truth because no matter what you think about different sectors of Christianity. You have to respect someone who has been in it this long and has not fallen off. Oh my gosh. The, right? integrity, I mean, the integrity of that man is so convicting. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's and amazing. I, it is amazing. And and he, yeah, I just, I don't have enough good things to say about him. Uh, like the, the way he stewarded this revelatory gift. And, you know, he says one line and you're like, crap. Seriously, I know. I'm blowing my mind. Can, can you please hit pause? I need to digest this one thing. Yeah, that's thing the that disadvantage you have is that it's, I can pause him on podcast and you yeah, can't because exactly. you're sitting no, there. <laughs> I know. I have to go back and find it. No, it's yeah. it's true. And it's so, and you know, I, like I, I think I have all these different encounters with him. I think there's this really sweet moment. Like when I was in second year school of ministry, we had this crazy, crazy like renewal breakout inside of our class that was like this a movement of worship that I've, you know, I haven't seen anything like. And he came in to speak one day and I'll, I'll never forget this. He came in to speak and we're all literally, this whole classroom is laid out in worship before the Lord, just laid out. Worship's gone long. There's all this stuff. And his son, Eric is like, Hey, there's bodies all over the floor. I mean, it's a hot mess. There's (laughs) weeping and wailing and it's legit, like just legitimate. And he Eric leans over to him and I happen to be on the floor right next to where Bill came in and sat down. And I'll never forget hearing these whispers. You know, Eric was like, Hey, do you want me to get everybody to their seats? And Bill said, Oh no, no, no. Leave them there. And he leans back in his chair and he just holds out his open hands and starts to worship with us. And I, I was so moved by him not needing to take the stage. Like yeah. The Holy Spirit is here and he's the best teacher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's just let him do what he's going to do. You know, I've watched him yield to that over and over. And so I'm, I'm grateful. He's a good man. I adore him. I, when I was writing one of my books called Looking for Lovely, I was, our church was having, was going through a really hard season. And so I was listening to Bill every week. I mean, he was genuinely pastoring me from afar, which I think is a really beneficial thing short term. I don't think that's a good way to do church long term. Absolutely. But short term, I think it was really helpful for me. And so when I finished the book, Stephanie, I mailed it to him and I tagged the pages that I wrote about him. And I just said, Hey, you just, pastored me through a season and I'm just so grateful. And he wrote me a letter back and I, which I never expected because who, that's not why I sent it to him. I didn't send it to him thinking I'd ever hear back. I just thought I want him to know that his words pastored me in a season where I really was without a pastor. And then he just wrote the nicest letter back. And I thought, how in the world, (laughs) this this is who, this is who he really is. Like he is who he really is. He doesn't tell anybody. He is. He is. Right. It's right. Stupid. You would never know. He would never no. tell y'all. Oh yeah. This no, nobody author in Tennessee sent me a book and I wrote her a letter back. Right. Like it was just, me, it was really kind. Yeah. He's so, so kind. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we talk about blackout? 
Yes. Okay, Stephanie, listen, this album. Now, my podcast friends who are listening, they already know I love it because I've already talked about it on the podcast. Oh, wow. But, oh, my gosh, girl, this thing that you wrote. I mean, I don't know when you wrote it. It came out. It came into my life this spring. Is that when it came out? Yes, yes, March yeah, 29th. Okay. Yeah, okay. The 30th. It came out the 30th, I think. Yeah, so it has been a real constant companion for me all spring. So what I would love to do, if I can be super annoying, is because you co-wrote like all of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Will you just, can I just ask you about some of them and you just tell me about it? Sister, ask me anything. Okay, so I got to start with Tell Me the Truth. Yes. Because, because here's <laughs> the beautiful thing about this album is it's, it is worshipy, but there's also just like, songs that aren't directed to God that are just about life that involve God, but are just about life. And tell me the truth is one that, that I sing in my head a lot because you say, even if it hurts me, (laughs) even just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What did you write that about? Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Um, right. This song is about me and, uh, my dearest best friend, Amanda, um, sweet Amanda Cook. Yeah, we, I love her too. We had, oh yes, what's not to love? I we had a we had a really intense best friend moment, mm-hmm. and um, we've I mean we've been through we go through all the things together. I mean we are like yeah. it's like David and Jonathan all the time. It's yeah. very it's super deep and it's transformed our lives. Our friendship has changed our lives, and um, it is rich and beautiful, but we have like, it was like a moment of intense conflict. We sat across the table from each other and got really, really honest. And, um, cause we were both like, man, 2017 was a crazy year for like all the things for everybody yeah. that I love. I mean, it's just been wild. And, um, and we got super honest and it turned into like, it was defensive and then it was crumble into like, this is like, one of the safest places in my whole life. Why mm. would I, why would anyone need to be defensive in this place? Right. And we crumble. And it was like this whole, it was a really holy moment, you know, like vulnerability is our greatest gift. You know, it's the only way to have relationships that are worth anything. Right. And people have to hear that because there is such a fear. There's this thought that I will get in a relationship and then I will choose to be vulnerable in it. Absolutely. And the truth is you don't get the relationship until you're vulnerable. No, like the vulnerability don't. comes first. I think no, it doesn't exist without. Right, it. right. No, there's no such thing. I mean, so and and for and for a one. I mean, I don't like to be weak. You know, I don't love that. I don't love that feeling. But I like for me, it's my greatest gift if I'll crumble with you and mm. tell you how I'm actually feeling instead of pressing through it. Right. And um and so that was like the gift of this moment was like and she's a five. Oh, okay. So she climbs into her cave and feels everything in there. Yep. She. Exactly. So, so we like, we had this beautiful moment where I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm going, I know my ability. I I know that I could be so much for you as a five, but it's, it's there. We're each other's like one of my greatest gifts is her friendship and, and mine to her because of the way that we draw each other out and balance things. And it's beautiful. But, um, so in that moment we just, we did, we went there, both got vulnerable and it went like to tears and a hot, you know, second and repentance and holding hands across the table in a restaurant with our faces soaking wet. I mean, it was intense. And she looked at me and she said, can we write this day? Mm. And I said, yes, can, can we please write this day? And we literally went back to the house and wrote, tell me the truth. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Cause we're, we're like, people need this. Like people can go their whole lives and not have a friendship like this. That's right. Because they're not willing to be this deeply That's wounded. it. That's it. That's what I was about to say is, do you think it's because the person isn't out there or do you think it's because they haven't opened themselves up? I think it exists for everyone. I think yeah. that we love to protect ourselves from pain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a seven. And so I'm always going to be running from pain, like yeah, as yeah, a professional. Yeah. And, yeah. but be I have, pan. thank you. Yes. I, that is who I, I would choose you. to be. I would just choose to have fun all the time. But I have found in the last two years, three years, that the more I will feel pain, it actually means I get to feel more joy. I thought I was protecting myself and no way. I miss I was missing out. Right. I was missing out. Right. And I think Absolutely. that's why that song resonates so hard with me, is it is this like it just just to, even if it hurts, just say the true thing. That's right. Okay, another song, Confident. Oh, please tell me about confident. Oh, you know what? Um, I wrote 
I wrote um, that song with Bobby, and and then my mom and Jeremy came and helped us finish it, which was so beautiful. But Bobby and I wrote most of that song together, and um, who is Bobby Strand produced my album, and uh, and we wrote together on it, and um, we just. I, I can't explain it. We felt like we had just a little bit of the song and we're like, we must, it took us weeks. And I don't often like, I've never really worked on songs that take weeks. I think because mostly I write from relationship and yeah. it tends to happen quicker. Yep. Uh, but he, he's just like, no, there's something, there's something really important about this song and about what it's saying. And uh, so we wrote it not really knowing why it was so important or why it would become so important just that it was. And um, a number of weeks later, Bobby and Lindsay lost their first baby. Oh, wow. And um, and it was wild because every time Bobby would work on this song, it took us like probably a week to do this one song because he would say, please don't even, you know, you don't even need to come over. Every time I start working on this song, I end up laying in the floor sobbing and I don't mm. know what's going on. And this was before the baby at all. This is n- nobody knew that that was happening. Right. It was just like all this stuff. And um. And so I wouldn't. I'm like, okay, just have some time to yourself. Bobby is also a one on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, this doesn't happen to me all the time. Right, right. <laughs> like, this does not happen. And um, it was just so stunning. It was like the Lord almost gave us a song for what was coming, you know? And we couldn't have seen it coming. And uh, and there's something to me, I think one of my favorite lines is like, my righteousness is found. And I mean, the whole thing I love, but the thought that even in our process, even when we're broken, even when like our hearts are breaking, mm-hmm. that there's no judgment. It's like there's everybody is going to grieve a different way. And if our confidence is in him, like there's just sometimes we like we try to formula, we try to like make a formula for people to help tell them this is how you should grieve. This is how you walk through this. And it just doesn't work that way with everybody. Not not everybody grieves the same way, you know. Yeah, that's right. And so anyways, it kind of became a stunning anthem that our confidence would be in the Lord to to care for us and know who we were and that he was, even when we couldn't see it coming, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like those blows that come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We're confident. Man, that that is one that I can repeat. Your album is one of the ones that kind of walks in my mornings usually, like when I'm getting ready or, you know, making breakfast, whatever. And whenever that song comes on, it does have, I really believe that songs carry things into our lives. Yes. Absolutely. And so. and when that one comes on, it always feels like like I need to stop for a second. Like I need to really stand in what this song is saying and and what it's what it's walking into my life and what it's. A couple of weeks ago, we had a pastor on the show named Tom Tanner, and and I said, and he's big. He like is one of my f- heroes, and he talked a lot about prayer. And I said, what about when people feel like they pray and nothing happens? He says they're wrong. Like just that, like they're that's wrong. Right. That's right. And then he kind of went into like w- what it means when we pray when we don't see God moving, but He's moving. I feel that way when I listen to music a lot of times, especially this album, of like, oh, this is doing something even if I can't see it. Yes, 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 yes. Like this is doing something in me. Um, okay, one more song, and then I'll leave you alone. I won't make you go through every song, uh, but I do have some more questions uh, about you. Um, okay, open over us. We give you access to our hearts. We give you access to all that we are. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, tell me about writing that. I mean, how did you not weep writing that whole song? Or did you weep the whole time you were writing that song? Well, we, we there were tears. I wrote that with um, the suitors, and they're just so lovely. Wait, you, you did? Suitors? You wrote that yeah. with Meredith and Jacob? Yeah. I did. What? Which which is wild because that's the only song on the album that I wrote with anybody that I had never met before. Oh, but it my felt gosh. like it felt like a God thing. It was like okay, I and honest honestly, it might sound really selfish, but I often I don't always write with everyone that comes through here because I care about having time to actually connect to them before sure. I write something that matters to me so much. Right. You know, maybe that's and that'll change more. I still do the the you know quick shot yep. writing sessions. Yep. You know, they still matter, but. I just prefer to do it the other way. So I wasn't, I wasn't actually in a moment when I was like trying to, you know, force something, but I, I walked in and I was like, I just am supposed to say yes to this day. I'm supposed to say yes to the suitors. I don't know them at all. And we just had a beautiful, like we just sat and talked about the Lord and had such a sweet connection and, and it happened really easily. Well, as we were talking, she's just like, she was asking questions and I was asking them questions and I, you know, said something and she goes, Oh, I just want to say that. I just want to say that. Can we say that? And you know, yeah. then Jacob's over on the 
piano and we just start singing what we're saying, you know, and we were just talking about, you know, authenticity and about um, intimacy and talked to, you know, you're not a, you're not a faker, you know, you're, you're only ever this. And she starts speaking those things. And then I'd say, he's not, he's not a this. And she'd go, Oh, can we, we sing that? And then yeah. she'd, you know, have the next part. It just flowed in the conversation about the Lord. And, and I just said, it's the great exchange, isn't it? You know, that we give him access to all the, you know, to our hearts. And then he gives us access to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's the craziest upside down wild thing, you know? that we, the deal we get is just crazy. It's real good, you know? So, and we do, we write We talked about how we wanted to write a song. It's like, we do a lot of writing about, you know, please open the heavens and come to all, all these different things. And it just felt like, can we write a song about the fact that it's always open? Yeah. Yeah. Can we write a song that's made, that changes the way that is part of changing the way people see things yeah. like, Hey, what if it's not about, that God hasn't always been here? What if we're not looking to find him? What if we don't have to reach? What if he's right here and it's our, we shift and we, we start singing heaven is open over us. What would change if our awareness changed and how much deeper would we go? So that was the point of that song. It was like, Hey, and I love at the end we, we added, cause we didn't have a bridge. It just felt like it was beautiful to be musical. I didn't want to do more words. But, um, but then there's that, there's just that one moment when I sang out, if we open up our eyes, we'll find he's been here the whole time. Yes. Yes. And that is like, that's my heart Yeah. in music for the church. It's my heart in music for the world, like to write something that opens them up to go, Oh my God, you've been here the whole time. Yes. You've been here the whole time. It's like, I think that's what the next great awakening looks like. I yeah. do. I, with all my heart. I cannot believe you wrote that with Jacob and Meredith. Isn't that so that sweet? That is unreal. They're just the, yeah, they're the best. They're amazing. Yeah, they're the they're best. amazing. Um, yeah, because that song, it it is such a sweet one to sing to God. I there's a thing I do when my, when I, when my heart is sad or discouraged where I like literally like will rub my hand over my heart and just talk to yeah. my heart and I'll say, yeah. you're okay. That's you're right. all right. We're going to be fine. You know, like I have give a real pep talk to myself and that song, I often say, okay, God, I give you access to my heart. I give you access to all that, you know, like, and, and I will say, I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to you. I will just rub my chest and say, okay, I give you access to my heart. And, oh, and, and so I don't even know if you meant for that to happen with these songs that we would turn them into like mantras and turn them into spoken moments. But that's what happens with a lot of that stuff it, for, with me at least. So at least in one life, you know, in one life, your, your words have like, yeah, well, maybe, I mean, that's a lot of work it for is. one person. I don't know if it's no, quite but, worth it. But isn't that, isn't that what he did? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. what Jesus did? Isn't that what he said? Like for, for one? It's all worth it. Like for one person to come alive and to come awake and to go, oh, you're right here. You've been yeah, here the you're whole right time. here. You're right. Heaven's open over us. Yeah, it's so worth it. Um, tell me your favorite song on this album. Do you have one, or is that like picking a favorite child? It's 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 not like picking a favorite child. Now that I have a child, I don't compare them to music. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. But okay. Good. Say, <laughs> but before I had children, I was like, oh my gosh, playing my song for you is like handing my child to you. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, it's it's actually not. It's nothing like that. So, anyways, um, so, <laughs> you know the things I said. That's right. The things you learn. So many things change. The things you learn. But but I will say, like, yeah, it's it is it is like trying to pick a star in the heavens for me though to pick a favorite song to anything. I think because it was all so connected for me because of the season of life I was in. It was all written you know, together, but yeah. Talk I, about that for a second. What was the season? I mean, it, I, it was really challenging. A quote that I read that you said that I think is so beautiful is you said, if it's not scary, then it's not worth making. I fully believe it. I think I'll believe that the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, I feel that about relationship. I feel that about art. I feel that about everything. It's like, Oh, I've, if it's not a little bit scary to my humanity, then God must not be in this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gotta be, it's got to be both. And, you know, yeah. Anyways, I, um, Keep saying that 2017 was everything I ever wanted and so much less. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> it was just like the most amazing thing would happen. Then it's like the worst thing I could imagine would happen. It's like all these, um, which sounds dramatic, but I think everybody has their own capacity and everybody has their own crucible. You know, everybody has to walk through their own thing and it's different for everyone. We can't pass judgment. Like I get very frustrated with Christians who say, you know, who, compare their own pain or diminish someone else's pain or what they went through 
and compare it to like ISIS. I'm like, yes, but that's not their life. That's not where they're at, you know? And, and it doesn't change their life for you to tell them that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like everyone's living a different life and no one has lived your life and no one's lived mine. And there has to be compassion for that. But I, um, but, and that we learn from each other, you know, and we find perspective in what other people have been through. Yes. But it doesn't diminish our own pain. And Jesus doesn't do that. Yeah, he doesn't do right. that ever. To that's us. right. So in this season, like in my own, in with my own capacity and my life that I've lived, like we went through some of the crazy, my dad, some things I can't even talk about yet because they're sure. not just my story to tell. Sure. But those are things in the future. I, I hope to tell all of those stories. But um, for now, they come out, the, the authority comes out in songs, you know. But um one of the major things is we found out my dad was like dying of cancer and um, it was a suddenly thing. And um, that's like one on the list of seven, you know, yeah, that we're right. Of, like, I know, I know that's my seasons, personal, yeah. you know, worst heartbreaks. And um, it was just a, a year full of things like that and, and navigating like, okay, God, there has to be because of who you are, if you are who yeah. you say you are. And I believe that yeah. that's true. There has to be a way for me to dance while the tears stream down my face. There has to be a way for me to grieve and be in joy because joy is my strength. There has to be a way for me to be present in this moment and see ahead past this moment, beyond this moment of pain. There has to be grace for, for all of it. And I don't believe in the phrase like, well, the grace has just run out for me to be here. I don't believe that we run out of grace. I believe people run out of themselves. They, they come to the end of themselves, but there's no end to grace. Uh -huh. And if there's truly no end to grace, then there has to be a way. What are you teaching me? And Graham Cook, who I love very dearly, yes. um, who's changing my life. He, he has a podcast, which this helps my oneness, but he has a podcast, a teaching called the art of thinking brilliantly. Oh, I haven't heard it. And, um, woo, girl. And so it's, it's, it's changed my life, but I love that he, he, he often talks about, um, instead of asking God, why, Ask him who he wants to be for you in this moment. Mm, that's good. And so it's changed the way that I process. And so this album was sort of like a, um, instead of asking God why anything, like, okay, I'm going to trust your heart and your nature, who I have known you to be, who you've always said you're going to be, and who do you want to be in this moment? Who do you want to be for me? Who do you want to be in this album? Who do you want to be in this song? Who, who, what, you know? So I think, um, yeah, this song was about, this album was about knowing that the light comes from the inside and no darkness, That's no cancer, good. no relational conflict, no heartache, no unfaithfulness, no nothing in the entirety of my life. Nothing can turn out the light inside of me. It's not given by man and it can't be taken away by anything. And I, and I believe that that's, that's real enlightenment. When the person of Jesus, that's when he becomes real. Yeah. That's when you find out like, oh, Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I think I'm finding that like I like lift me, connect me so deeply to who you are, Jesus, that when all of this stuff gets really dark, I can both process my pain and be fully present here and feel it through. But I can also be confident to be raised above the fear. I think so much what we try to get away from with pain is like the fear of it is what makes yeah. it so it's the anxiety, the fear that comes from, well, what if this happens or what if this happens? We're afraid instead of going, well, if you, if, if you are God, who you say you are, then it removes the fear. It removes the sting. And, and I can actually stay bright inside of this you know, this present darkness around me. And so I think for, that was the message. That's what God was doing in me. And it was like, oh, we have to get this. Yeah, it feels like that, Stephanie. That's exactly what it feels like, is that this is an album that you can worship while you cry. Yes. And, and oh, thank you for saying that. I, and Because I, it's exactly what was happening, you know? I, I danced and, and wept through this entire season. Isn't there a song that says that too? Is there a song that talks about dancing and weeping in, on the album? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I'm like, that. That I remember actually singing that with you. I remember you and I singing that, Stephanie. Woo, woo. <laughs> you don't even I know, love, but I, I was singing it with you. Together, loving the moments yeah, we have together. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, there's so much you could talk about. It's, it's easy to like spin and get off on tangents, but it's just... Yeah, that whole album, it's it, it's a it's a whole. So that's why I couldn't pick a song. I think yeah. from from start to finish, like starting the whole album 
starting with Save Me and then ending with the title track Blackout. I mean, that was every every bit of it from the start to finish, the order and everything was intentional. I say that I didn't know that part of being a musician. Well, I'm not, but I didn't know that before I moved to Nashville. And a lot of my friends now are like, imagine if someone just pulled out chapters of your book and that's all they read. Oh, no. Like they need to read the whole thing. You did it in the order yeah. you did on purpose. Yeah. Don't put it on shuffle, at no. least not the first time. Listen to it the way you designed it because it is designed like a book with chapters. It is. And friend, can I just tell you that, I mean, I have people, God, God bless them. God bless them. That will, I feel the same way about reading lyrics. You know, when somebody makes a piece of art or they make, they, yes, they, they put their lives to work into something. It, it would be like me hearing a clip of your podcast and never finding more out about it. Right. And it's like. It, it, that would that's painful because you you've poured your heart out into this and so i think it's like when somebody will quote lyrics and girl i have had people now tattoo lyrics on their bodies that are not even my lyrics no they, they, listen, they, didn't, go, they didn't go read the lyrics <gasps> they and misheard they made up them their own line and then they will tag me in them and i'm like y'all i did not write that song <laughs> i know <laughs> i did not write that song and that oh. it's so hard for me because it's like oh you know it's these are you get it. You totally get yes. it. But it's just so from start to finish, it's all important. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would say to our friends who are listening, that when they listen to Blackout, at least with the first five runs, go start to finish and just experience the whole thing and then pick your favorite songs and put them on your playlist and do all that. But That's right. Because even the way it starts starting from save me, like my weakness is my honor, not my shame. And, yes. the, and, then, moving, and then moving into the very last song, which is like, hey, I ride the dawn. It's in the name I was given. Can't mm-hmm. get away from them. I'll always rise. I'll always shine. Yeah. And then and then into the church, like light of the world, it's the name we were given. Can't get away from the vision. You know, we're a yeah. city on a hill. Like it's this, it starts with it, everything. And I think this is the way intimacy, I think this is the gift of life that we come at, we, we're vulnerable, that we're humble, that we, we give into our weakness because he doesn't despise us in our weakness. He meets us there. It's where his strength is made perfect. And then that we end up at like confident because yeah. we know who he is. We found him in these moments that yeah. he's, you know, and if he's the light, then we're the light. Man, I, I saved the first page of my journal, every new journal for kind of a scripture that I feel like is the theme of the season. And the last one was Ephesians 3.20, which is so fun, right? Like, yes. like more than you could ask or imagine. And then this one, just this week, no kidding, Stephanie, just this week, this one kind of f- found me a little bit. And it's that it's the, my grace is made perfect. Yet yeah, my grace is sufficient for you for my oh, powers made per- perfect in your weakness. And that whole yes. section about our weakness and his strength. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want, don't do this to me. Don't expose all my weaknesses. But I mean, really that, that line and save me is that my weakness is my honor, right? Like right. that actually is, shows God way better than when I just play the strong version of me. I know. Oh my goodness. And we love it. We love to be the hero, man. Oh, listen, I'm the best at it. I'm the best at it. I'm the best at being the one who doesn't have issues and doesn't have problems and could just be funny and fun. Uh, Or, or I can tell you about the terrible thing on the other side, Absolutely. but in the middle, don't make me be weak. And whoops, I'm just not getting to do that anymore. Uh, No, I know. Right. We're not getting out of it because he loves us too much. That's it. That's exactly it. And he loves our friends too much. The people that we, that are meant to experience God, we are all meant to experience God in community through each other. And if everyone is unwilling to be weak, we will never experience God through each other. And so he goes, okay, Annie, you get to be weak, but it's, it's for you, but it's also for your community. And for your friends, which is just terrible. It's always both and with him. It started with a family. It started with a father and a son yeah. and a spirit. And it, it, it was always meant to be a family. It was yeah. always meant to, you know, to gather around tables and not just in big services where you come in, blow out, and then leave. It was always yeah. meant to be life on life, an exchange, um, a deep exchange, you know. Yeah. Are you writing again for a new album yet? Oh, man. You know what? I'm itching to. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm but, – but I – I've been really, really happy to work on um, albums with friends and 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 write with them. You know, I'm so that's just as important to me. You know, like I, I genuinely don't care if it's you know my song or somebody else's to be a part of what I believe the Lord's doing. It's like, man, your version of Reckless Love is so beautiful. Woo! That song. Listen, that song. Oh, wait let's, a minute. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit breathing on a thing. Good. Let's talk about gracious. it. Gracious. I was so grateful. I'm like. I'm like, because Corey and I had traveled a bit together, and I love, I love that guy, you know. And we had, 
been able to lead worship and I, I was watching him lead these songs and I'm like a hot mess listening to sure. Reckless Love I'm every sure. time we, you know, let it on the road. And I was like, can I please lead this? Can I please lead this like on streaming? Will you let me like, and he said, please, you know, yeah. and I don't even, I jacked up the words and that thing, <laughs> I'm just like, I jacked up the words and that thing still blew up because it's, it was the song of a season. Like yeah. when God, when God breathes on something, it does, you just, it does not matter. You know, right. I, and I think they weren't even sure if they were going to do the song or make the album. I mean, it was wild, the process yeah, that Corey yeah. and all of that went through. And in my, in my spirit, I was like, oh, I know this song is explosive. Cause I could, it was, it was changing me for months before anybody ever, you know, on a larger scale heard it. So yeah. Oh man. Oh, proud of him. Proud of them. Well, I love, I mean, y'all's team, what all of y'all do together for the rest of us in not even just in Christendom, but just for the rest of us that have ears, you know, what y'all, what Bethel music creates is just doing, y'all are just doing such fine work. I'm so super grateful. They're a beautiful bunch, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful, grateful too. Okay, are you coming to Nashville anytime soon? Because like we just have to have coffee. Ooh, I just need oh us God. to. I love that. We just let's need to it. talk about all the things next time you're here. Listen, let's talk about all the things. I, I am. I mean, I'm planning some trips to Nashville. Yeah. Okay. You just keep Shit. me in the loop. Be that long. I won't I annoy you about it, but I'm here. I'm just saying. I will. I'm just saying. There's like there's. We need to go deeper in like a non microphone way. Let's just say <laughs> I'll see you soon. Okay. And we'll we'll have some tears. We'll have I some tears. Bet tears. on it. Bet yeah. on it. I'll, listen, Peter Pan will cry. Yeah, you can make Peter Pan cry. You've done it already. You just weren't no, there I'm for kidding. it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're the best. <laughs> um. Hey, we have one last question that we always ask on the podcast, and because it's called that sounds fun, we always like to ask what sounds fun to you. So what is fun for you? What do you guys do for fun? What's fun for me? You know what? My newest favorite fun thing is that my, my husband grew up on boats Okay, and has like, and like teaching people to ski, water skiing at camps, like all this. And he grew up in the mountains. So he does all of the extreme sport things that yeah. are like a dream to me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're like super hot. Right. And like, it's just like, you know, cause he was just, He's rad. I mean, like my husband is, he is a cool guy. And so anyways, he's like, babe, I just feel like because of the fast pace of our lives and I'm being an eight and a a one, we're just like move, move. And the Lord's like just really teaching us to um, rest as a rhythm and not as a rescue. Oh, come on. And and so we're like, Stephen's like, hey, we have to get a boat. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm a white girl. I'm a redhead. I just, if if we get this, I need a giant, like a shade that covers the boat. That's right. That's right. I need to know this is how it's going to go. And I'm telling you what, it may, we, we looked at each other, we're like, this may be the best decision of our marriage, of our really? lives together so far is having this. I was like, I don't even know if we have money for this. I don't even know if we whatever. And he's like, babe, I don't think we can afford not to get this boat. Yeah. And it has That's been, good. we have so much fun. We play, Wonder loves it. Oh, our best friends it. come on the boat with us all the time. And it's just been a rhythm. It's like we do it every week now, yes. at least once. Oh, and it good. is like everything goes still. We have to stop. And we both like get really centered when we're in water, you know? Yeah. And yeah. we just, it's been beautiful. We have boat dates. We go out just at night and yeah. play cards on the boat and talk and dream and float. It's it's amazing. It's my favorite new fun thing. Oh, that's brilliant. Well done. That is very what? fun. You you get an A plus on your fun your fun score. Thank you. Thank well you. And, and karaoke. Always karaoke. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're gifted like you, that's super unfair. When you roll in, you're like the shark at a karaoke bar. Everybody's like, oh, that cute redhead. I bet holy cow, listen to her. <laughs> listen, but I just but I like the goofy side, man. I don't okay. I don't even need to I don't even need to like sing well when I karaoke. It's have you about, heard about Santa's in Nashville? Do you know about Santa's? No, listen, I don't even know anything about going out to karaoke places. There's only a couple places I've been here to in Reading and it's like, it's kind of a, a joke, but I would love to go to a place <laughs> that's really hilarious. You, me, Meredith Andrews, Santa's okay. Pub. We are going to karaoke our oh brains out. I promise I'll sing every word of Fancy by Reba McIntyre. As, as, oh, please. Oh, Reba, may she live forever. <gasps> oh, may and she listen, live as long forever. as Benny and the Jets happens at some point. Thank you. Done. Um, Forever. Brilliant. Well, they, for real, thank you for making time for this today, Stephanie. I mean, Annie, Steph- I feel so honored. Thank you.
Oh, you guys, do you love her so much or what? I know. I know. I just want to be your best friend forever. I'm just going to see if I can make that work because I just love her. What wisdom and kindness and humor. And in fact, some of y'all have complained that we haven't had enough Enneagram ones on the show. And so there you go. There's one of my very favorite Enneagram ones I've ever met. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Stephanie. You should make sure you follow her uh, everywhere on the internet. She's Stephanie Dawn, as she told you, but it's S-T-E-F-F-A-N-Y. D-A-W-N. And please make sure you check out Blackout. Go download it for yourself. Listen to it on Spotify. And as we talked about, listen to the whole thing all the way through. It's like an hour in length. So that's a good like getting ready in the morning amount of time or driving or running on the treadmill or walking around your lake, whatever you do for an hour. I would strongly encourage you to listen to Blackout and make sure you buy it. Um, Just because Stephanie worked really hard on that. And it is a really beautiful, beautiful piece of art. Hey, if you need anything from me, if there's anything I can do, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. That's Annie F. Downs. F is in fancy because that's what I'm going to sing at the karaoke bar with Stephanie and Meredith Andrews. But uh, Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places. And just a reminder, we kind of take a little bit of August off. So we may have a couple of weeks where there are not shows, but do not panic. I haven't gone anywhere. We're just going to rest. So we're going to rest and take a little breather um, for a couple of weeks. Thanks again to Stephanie for being on the show. I'm so grateful and so looking forward to when she comes to Nashville. I promise we'll post a picture. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about it. You guys go out and do something that sounds fun to you today. And I will see you next week.